Hi, I'm Dr. Andrea Stover, licensed marriage and family therapist, and you're listening to the Modern Day Romantic Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Before I dive into today's episode, I want to do something, and this truly makes me cringe on the inside, but I wanted to ask if you are liking what you're hearing, if you could like or subscribe or comment uh, on the podcast. Uh, that really, I guess, is how the algorithms work and, and helps the podcast to grow. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that'd be amazing. Uh, I would really appreciate it. If you don't feel like it, don't worry about it. Okay. Cringy part over. So today I want to talk about happy endings. And what I mean by happy endings are kind of watching shows or, you know, con- taking in fairy tales and, and different things that kind of in the end, it all works out. And I want to talk about why I think that's really bad for us and also why we kind of need stories like that. So before I, I've come up with five, five reasons um, on either side of that, but before I share that, what I want to say is, you know, if you are a, a consumer of, you know, if you love your Disney films, I think the, uh, I think of the Hallmark Channel and uh, this, it's, you know, getting to be the fall season now. And oh my gosh, those Hallmark Christmas movies, like a lot of people just go nuts for them. And I don't know if they're like 90 minutes or two hours or I I don't know, but there's this uh, result that we get when we watch things like that, which is even if it's cheesy, even if it's corny, it's a feel good, right? It's, it's like, (sighs) all is well, you know, like this is, I think sometimes it can be medicinal. In other words, like in our, in our world today, there's so much going on. Uh, it's maybe kind of nice to watch something where you maybe can guess how it's going to end. Uh, so that that's fine. That's fine. What we want to really be aware of though, it's just like with actual food, the food that we take in that we're, we're, we're ingesting. If you eat the same thing over and over and over and over again, you're going to limit and, and not have that variety and probably are likely lacking a lot of nutrition, um, a, a lot of minerals. And I think the same is true with media is if we only take in one type or one source, then psychologically, not the physical body, but the psychologically speaking, we're really ill prepared for the variety and complexity of what it means to live our lives. Okay. So let's start with five reasons why I think happy endings are bad for us. Number one, I would say that happy endings make it look way too easy. And as a result, there almost can be this sense of entitlement. Okay. So it's like, I, I am owed that, or I just naturally expect that to be my story. And, and it kind of puts us on this quest for, um, not just like looking for that, but, but almost expecting it. And then as you can imagine, there could be a sense of being victimized. There could be a sense of, you know, what's wrong with me. There could be a sense of, you know, um, inadequacy, uh, or, or just even, you know, anger, uh, just downright, just really pissed off that that's not your life. That's not your, your life's, uh, the, the way it's unfolding or, you know, what's, what's occurred. So I think that it, it can be a bit too, um, 
that's one that's one thing I think reason I think they're bad is that they can set us up for um, entitlement like that is the way our life is going to be and therefore should be okay number two uh, I would say happy endings are bad because they don't prepare us for hardship so if we take the examples of what I floated earlier like maybe some Disney films maybe like Hallmark Christmas movies or the Hallmark Hallmark Channel or something like that it, Yes, maybe the characters, you know, face uh, a little bit of, of strife or discord, uh, but ultimately there's this, um, it, it just all works out, you know? And and I think that when you take stories like that and, and then you actually are a human being and living life, oh my goodness. So I think, you know, without having any type of preparation and even image of what it's like and to imagine true um, hardship and strife, if, if those are extracted out of these stories, then how in the world are we supposed to even have a concept for this? So we are totally naive and ill-prepared then for when real hardship, which is bound to happen in, in one's life at some point or another, strikes. Okay. Number three reason I would say that happy endings are bad for us is that they're too overly simplistic. And what I mean by that is that uh, I really think that in some ways it cheapens, that the stories kind of cheapen the journey or the experience of the uh, person living out their life or, or living out the storyline, let's say. Uh, it's it's too one dimensional. There's just so much multifacetedness when it comes to living a human life, and uh, I really think that these um, almost just if we don't see the hardship, uh, the characters really go through real pain, real suffering, real you know oh my gosh what what are they going to do here? And then it's not solvable by phoning someone and you know just all of a sudden they, you end up at the same restaurant or something and, and then it's just your happy ending and then the happy music plays and, and that's your story. No, that's not real life. So I, I just think that there's something in there around the sacredness of what it means to be an individual and to be on your journey and uh, to, to watch too many of these things uh, does not really speak into or allow for a real reverie, a real sense of, wow. Okay, you know, I, I'm. This is this is me, and this is my life, and this is what I'm going through right now. It just we're too focused then on on getting that you know happy ending, and not really being present in day to day, moment to moment, all the steps that it takes to maybe get to your quote unquote happy ending. Okay, uh, number four, I would say I really think the happy ending set us up for unrealistic expectations, not just within the storylines of our lives and let's say relationships, but also when it comes to the idea that there is a destination. I'm sure many, if not all of you have heard, life is a journey, not a destination. But these stories, because they occur, you know, in a, in a two hour um, time block or, uh, you know, as you, you kind of, um, go back to and, and reread certain things that are, are make you feel good. Okay. 
that's really good in those moments, right? But then you have the rest of your day after that or the, or the rest of the week, month, year, years, lifetime, etc. And so what happens when we try to live this happy ending in our own lives is we end up trying to box a moment and, and freeze a moment in time and have that be our narrative about our whole life or have that be our narrative about our whole relationship. And I really think that kind of puts us out of touch with reality uh, because again, it's about the, the whole journey. It's not just a, we cannot freeze something in a, so you can have amazing, happy, joyful, transcendent moments uh, in your life, uh, in, in a relationship. And maybe you even get chapters worth of that. I mean, some of you, you might, and that's, that's, that's incredible. That's, that's wonderful. But please know that life continues to kind of put us through the ringer. Uh, I, I don't think there's any way around that because it's through that pain or that suffering that we grow. I think an easy way to kind of think about this is the physical body when we're growing. You know, maybe you have kids or you can remember when your little body was was stretching and growing. It's it's not um you know we we say well that that pain is necessary, you know, this is you're you're going to be okay. I know it hurts right now, but but to the body that's going through that, it's agonizing. Like it really hurts, especially uh, a, a little body that's maybe um, not used to experiencing a lot of pain. So I think that there's a, uh, with that physical body, there's the, the seedling or the kernel of what that physical body's genetic expression says. Like you will be, you know, this frame, this size, this height, whatever. Well, I, psychologically, I think it's the same thing. We all have a kernel within us, and it's it's. I think James Hillman, you know, talks about the acorn. The and how does our acorn turn into our unique expression of us as an oak tree? And that that takes a lot of elements. It takes a lot of time, and and so some of these happy endings just don't set us up to be able to really endure and be with ourselves all throughout time, including the, the aging process and all sorts of things. Okay. Uh, in the end, that the point of that one is that we are, we can never freeze a moment in time and just have that be the way it is for the rest of our lives. Just impossible. Okay. And finally, number five, happy endings give us false hope. Now, this is really, really dangerous because living in false hope means that we can almost be totally cut off and, and kind of inside our own little fantasy bubble. And then if, if we're doing that, then we're not really living. We might be living on or living off of fantasy rather than really living into life and, and meeting life and having uh, encounters with real people. And again, that can be painful at times. It can be incredibly hard. It can, it can result in suffering even. So that encounter is the very thing that leads to our growth and our transformation. And without that, if we are living in false hope, it means that we keep it kind of perfect so we can have a happy ending in our minds, but we're not actually living our lives. 
And so the days, weeks, months, years can tick by as we're living in kind of this false hope. Jung would call this the provisional life, I believe, which is kind of living in the, oh, someday, you know, I'm going to have that happy ending someday. And I'm just going to wait around until that opportunity uh, comes my way or until, you know, my, my beloved, you know, just, yeah sees me and uh, then we'll just have our happily ever after, you know, the moment our eyes meet. I don't know. I'm just getting cheesy and romantic. But I I think that there's a real, real, real danger here uh, with happy endings and kind of going through everything I've already said, when the stories are too overly simplistic, when uh, they kind of give us a false expectation and even an entitlement, it can really set us up to keep in a perpetual state of waiting and not really living. And therefore it may not be a happy ending, but at least it's, it's meaningful existence. We're really in the realm of relating in relationship. Okay. So I wanted to, to name those five things, but then also go into five reasons why I think happy endings are necessary. Okay. So the first thing that I think stories that have happy endings do for us is they give us some type of model, some type of framework uh, from which to, to kind of work our way in and through. So I think about when I was growing up, I watched uh, Full House, uh, that TV show, Full House, the sitcom a lot. And what was really uh, nice about it as a child anyways, is I took away oh, you can have conflict and you can repair. And in the end, it's going to be okay. And I think that that's a really important thing to be able to witness and observe in some of these, uh, maybe more what I would call superficial TV shows or movies and whatnot. They do show and model conflict resolution. They do show, hey, here's how to speak how you were feeling, and here's what it looks like or feels like when someone receives that. So I think that's a really nice model. I always felt good watching Full House uh, for for lots of reasons, but you know I, I think that's an important um, that's a need. And so this kind of happy ending that shows like that they really teach us. They can teach us something. That doesn't mean that's the way life's going to be and other people are going to be uh, all the time or maybe ever even, <laughs> but it gives you some type of, type of internalized sense of conflict resolution and how to communicate and share yourself with another. Okay. Number two, I think that uh, stories with happy endings really give us the gift of redemption. So often, it, you know, there's that, uh, narrative arc that a, a storyline follows. And, you know, in the beginning, it's, uh, it's, we're, we're kind of getting character development here and we're kind of getting a feel for things. At some point, the character, the main character in there has some type of uh, crisis, whether it be mini or major, and uh, maybe they really mess up and, uh, you know, maybe they have to work really hard to um, kind of, uh, give themselves that, that redemption. We're all seeking redemption. Like as I think that's something that these happy endings can really, they, I think they archetypally represent that they speak into that, at that need and that, that impulse or instinct within us. So a happy ending can really help us be in touch with stories of 
and redemption, but our, our own self-redemption as well. Maybe you're not too proud of the person you are, or maybe you made some mistakes, or maybe you just need some inspiration in order to get over that hump or hurdle and be able to, you know, really live into who you're growing into being or, or who you're trying to shift or, or, or what parts you're trying to change in there. So redemption is a really big theme in many, many, many of these stories. And I think that's something that's, that's really healthy for us to ingest and take in. Number three is resiliency. And it, that's similar to redemption, but resiliency really is about the capacity to bounce back, the capacity to endure. Uh, and, and not just like keep carrying a burden on your shoulder necessarily, but but really having energy, uh, libido, life force to be able to meet, to have those encounters, to have those confrontations. So I think that's a really important thing that we can take away from happy endings is in the stories where there the character has had some type of hardship we it's not just about redeeming themselves but there's that that quality of resiliency in other words we know we're resilient when we don't collapse that we stay standing upright and we may not know the outcome we may not know where we're headed but we have that capacity in us to stand upright and and to just meet and continue to meet life and meet the challenge and meet the struggle. So I think the happy ending shows us, hey, if we can stay resilient, maybe there is some type of completion or some type of uh, sense of, of closure or the dawn of a new day even. Okay. Uh, number four would be, I think it really challenges our perception of our own limitations. So when we watch something or when we take in something and has that happy ending, maybe it's, oh, well, that could never happen to me or that's that only happens in the movies. That's not real life. Well, that's fair. That's true. Uh, it is scripted. And maybe there's something in there that's, uh, what is that skeptic in there that's saying, oh, that could never you know, be me? Well, why not? And I don't mean to have a superficial happy ending. I just mean, what if the character worked really hard and, and succeeded at something? Why can't that be you? So happy endings really do put us in touch with the wounded, the traumatized, the maybe pessimistic parts inside of us that are locked away, the parts that don't believe these good things are going to happen. And maybe we'll be able to confront that part in ourselves, maybe by you know, really sitting with our reactions to that which we're consuming, we can learn something about ourselves and say, well, okay, yeah, maybe maybe this is a fictional story, but why am I having this strong of a reaction to that? What is what is going on inside of me? So I think we need confrontations like that, even with positive or happy ending material to really help us reflect back and be able to say, okay, something is stirring in me. What is this? What's going on here? Okay. And finally, Five happy endings, we need them because they give us hope. Hope is everything. It's everything. It's, a, it's the difference maker. So anyone who's a romantic is very familiar with hope. And it, it helps get us through things. It helps uh, to, you know, if, if you have the capacity to hope, 
then you have the capacity to dream. If you have the capacity to dream, you have the capacity to imagine. The capacity to imagine lets us be able to be in darkness, to be in a dark place, to be in the unknown and still believe, still have hope, hope, faith, hope that there is something more, something beyond what it is that we're currently experiencing. And I think that's crucial uh, for anyone to be able to hold on to hope. And I'm, I'm not talking about false hope. I'm talking about real hope. Without real hope, what do we have, right? It's, it's, um, uh, anyways, this is, this is just me, but I, I think it's really, really these, these happy endings can help put us in touch with hope. And that is such a gift. You know, you open Pandora's box and there's all sorts of things, but also in there is hope. That is a gift. So if we can really, whether it be, you know, happy endings are, are just really triggering for us or we can't get enough of them. So if we can really just be with ourselves and use this as a point of reflection, what's coming up in me? What's going on in there? You know, do I tend to err on the side of you know, optimism and enthusiasm around, you know, happily ever after happy endings? Uh, I mean, who doesn't love that? Right. And who, who doesn't want that? We'll say, so we can really use these happy endings to serve as a model for how to more effectively communicate and self-reflect, to find our own redemption and resiliency, and to really be able to challenge any perceived limitations we may have. We do have limitations, but are we limiting ourselves even more than is necessary or that is inevitable? So those are just some things to reflect on. I hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a lot to take in. I know a lot to think about. I really want you to, more than anything, think about what you watch, how you consume that, and what it feeds in you and what it does for you. And psychologically, we're looking for a variety and, and really the real. You know, we want to have stories that we find resonance with, that, that we find hope in, but also that kind of serve as that torch that may lead us through darker times and even stories that, that have a lot of complexity and strife and suffering at least help to normalize that, right? As part of the human condition. So, okay, that is what I have. I'll see you next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're interested in learning about ways to work with me, head over to my website, themoderndayromantic.com. From there, you'll be able to contact me and learn a bit more about the customized intensives and retreats I offer both individuals and couples. You'll also be able to support future podcast production via Patreon. There are several membership levels to choose from, including the Beating Hearts Club, which gives you access to exclusive content every month. Thanks so much for your support and I'll see you next episode.